Cam and Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix on a 6.3. JW Land. Introducing homes of uncompromising quality across premium locations. Hi there, it's Cam and Renee here. Each week on Mix 106.3, we present the Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. We speak with industry experts, leaders in Canberra property, national analysts and a range of other property specialists. So let's take a listen to some of the things we looked at in last Saturday's show. Well, you and I are going to get an education lesson on the real estate show this morning, Cam, which we often uh, like to do. We learn new things every Mm. weekend. And uh, the property clock, what is that? And how to stop it? Yep, let's find out. And say good morning to uh, Bushy Martin from Realty Talk and Know How Property Finance. Hey, Bushy. Hey, Cam. Hey, Renee. Hey, guys. Now, tell us, what do you mean when you say stop the property clock? What is that? Well, it's not wishful thinking about my age, which is probably an appropriate description. <laughs> I actually had a really good chat recently with property analyst John Linderman, who's actually got a 90% accuracy rate in predicting property price movements. Because as we all know, when it comes to property or anything, we all hate uncertainty. So it's little wonder that many investors tend to rely on simple indicator tools that suggest where property values are at, which way property market is supposed to be heading, and therefore the best time to buy or sell. Now, one of the most popular property timing devices is the property clock, which is supposed to tell us which stage of the housing market we're in, whether it be boom, bust, rising or falling, and where the property clock is pointing as a buy or sell indicator. But unpredicted property conditions post-pandemic actually threw the clock completely out the windows. That's why we're saying stop the property clock. (laughs) Okay, so and not only do you predict or try to predict, attempt to predict, uh, whether it's a boom bust, whatever cycle, it's also region by region, right? Like every everywhere is different. Absolutely, and it gets it's, it's a bit smaller than that. It gets right down to the suburb level as a more reliable indicator. Cam. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. And Bushy, uh, what are the prediction tools that have worked in the past, and which ones haven't worked? Yeah, well, there's about twenty different variations of property market cycles and property clock indicators, Renee, and they've. Uh, all arisen over the years, and everything works, of course, until it doesn't, because unfortunately past history isn't a predictor of the future due to the property conditions having so many dynamic variables. But we've got the simple S-curve of growth, and we've got the property clock, which we just mentioned, and uh, then we've got um, property clocks and cycles that range from four to six to eight, 10, 12, 15 years and beyond. Now, the 15-year property clock for specific suburbs and local areas has worked the best over the last 45 years. But housing market cycle indicators that cover cities, regions, states, or the entire market have been misleading at best and downright dangerous at worst. So aggregating results over large areas makes them almost meaningless as a prediction tool. Yeah, sure. And uh, when it comes to investing in an area, Bushy, what's the number one thing you should be considering? Yeah, well, relying on one probably a little bit dangerous uh, given the dynamics of property conditions or not. But if I was going to pick one, it would be based on property analyst John Linderman's property predictor reports that revolves around what he calls the three P's of population, purchasing power and properties, where you look at population growth and movement trends as the first indicator, correlated with positive committed change and improvement through what we call the three eyes of growth, which is new infrastructure, new industries and strong and growing income demand drivers that collectively create higher demand than supply. So that's that's probably the best way to approach it. Oh, there you go. As every time we speak to you, it's just a 10, 100% schooling, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so just so j- jam-packed so much in. That was very, very interesting. Bushy, well, um, thanks so much for sharing that with us and we uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, guys.
Thank you. You too. Cheers. Uh, Bushy Martin from Realty Talk and Know How Property Finance. Make sure you Google that because there's lots of interesting stuff there. Now, Cam, we are kicking off our new four-part interview series on The Real Estate Show this month looking at getting renovations right because we all have heard (laughs) horror stories of where things have gone wrong. Mm. On the opposite end of the scale, some really great things happening in this space too. So we want to cover all of that and everything in between. Lots of mistakes that have been made, mistakes that you can hide and cover up, but also, you know, wonderful moments of uh, celebration where you get it right. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Wayne Goodwin is a licensed builder at Wayne Goodwin Building Services. No doubt he's seen quite a bit of this. <laughs> Wayne, good morning. Good morning, Renee. Good morning, Cam. Hi, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. So tell us, how should people approach any sort of renovation? That is, how do you decide to whether you do it yourself or mm. bring in someone like yourself as a licensed builder to, to do it for you? I guess the if you're going to go it alone, uh, you've got to start to do some uh, research on which builder you may use. And then maybe research with um, people, you know, undertaken uh, renovations and extensions and ask them for references of what their experience was, what their bill was like. And that's probably the best place if you're going to go it alone. uh, Sorry, go with the builder. If you decide to go it alone, you've you've got to be prepared for what will be a pretty turbulent ride. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're being very diplomatic here, Wayne. (laughs) It, nothing ever pans out as it's supposed to mm-hmm. as a builder. Um, so if you're going it alone and you're going into the, the big wide world out on your own, you probably just act cautiously and and once again, look for references from people, from trades, um, get references on trades because uh, the trades will then become your best friend because they'll be able to guide you through to where you've got to get to. Um, so, yeah, look, that'll be my, my take on... Being daring enough. Yep. Yeah. So, so, and, and how, how reliable then? How reliable then is Doctor Google? Oh dear. Yeah, Doctor Google is a great source of information. Mm. Um, not, not to the letter of the law, but it will give you good starting points. Um, doing simple tasks of you know, maybe like hanging a door. There's Doctor Google's fantastic. There's a you know a thousand and one YouTube videos on the how and the what to do. So that that is a great source of information. Um, the other, if you're looking for other inf- information from either your certifiers or possibly your private certifiers, I should say, and um, even going to the local government um, websites, yep. they do have information on your know, renovations, extensions, where to start and how to, how to uh, stay compliant with both building regulations and work health and safety regs, which yep. are, you know more prominent now than ever. It's a really good piece of advice. Like we did stuff in our backyard a number of years ago and I went straight into the ACT government website to see how close you can build to the fence. Um, There's lots of rules. What are the span lines, all those sorts of things. Yeah, and uh, Wayne, what I want to know from you is have you had to come in and clean up any (laughs) renovation disasters? And Mm. if so, do you have an example? Mm. Mm. Yeah, look, we've over the years we've had to uh, make good on some not so professionally done building projects. Um, it's it's unfortunate that some people find probably not the best trade or the best builder to uh, do work for them. The, the guys are out there, but in saying that, in our industry, we have, we have a, a, a whole wealth of great builders, great trades, doing great jobs. So, um, yeah, look, we've we had one particular job, uh, bathroom renovation, which was. Uh, think it was five years old and the clients had paid really good money for a renovation and we 
basically come in five years later, ripped out the whole bathroom and started again, Boy. even down to the point that the walls had rotted away and disintegrated <gasps> into mulch. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, it was a horrific uh, experience for the clients. And, mm. you know, look, we come through and made you know, a beautiful bathroom and they were, yeah, the re- restored again in the building industry. Yeah, indeed. And I think that goes back to your piece of advice around speaking to friends or family who've already had experience with a builder. I think that that's really important, like you said before. Well, Wayne, thank you so much um, for your advice and tips this morning. It's been great to chat to you. No worries. Have a great weekend, guys. You You too. too. Uh, Wayne Goodwin, licensed builder at Wayne Goodwin Building Services. No doubt he's one of the good ones you can call, Cam. Absolutely is. Well, Cam, we were uh, scrolling through the Zango website last week and came across this (laughs) awesome story about Canberra suburbs with hilarious posh names or nicknames or sections. And it's very Canberra, something many people here will be able to relate to. And they have because we posted on on the Mix 106.3 Facebook page and got some great comments. Okay, so let's set this up. First of all, let's invite our guest on. Yes, um, author of this awesome story, Brie Element Zango, editor, joins us this morning. Hey, Brie. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you um, so much for writing this. And uh, we've um, <laughs> been looking forward to chatting to you about it this morning. What what um, prompted this story for you? Look, it um, it all started because I'm a I'm a Queanbeyan girl, uh-huh. and um, and I've got friends who who grew up in Queanbeyan and have since moved to Jeroboam. Oh yes, so, so East Queanbeyan. <laughs> Correct, correct. So I get um, <laughs> I get very um, I get very upset when they claim that they're they're not Queanbeyan people anymore. They're yeah. actually from Jerobombra, and I'm like, mate, it's, you know, same same. Yep, yep, yep. You're posh Queanbeyan people. And I was telling um, someone in the Zango office, and they were like, oh, I live in Hawker. It's the same, you know. There's a kind of upscale on the hill Hawker. Yep. Yeah. people who live at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, there must be more. And, and there was. So yep. I put a little call out on my own Instagram. And, yeah, and those were the ones I come up, came up with. So oh, look. Yeah. And, and it started, it's, it's the Jericho-Queenbean rivalry is how it started. So sure. good. And, and for years, Bree, and you will know, I've been referring to where I live in Canberra as Canberra Heights. So There's no such place. Of course there's That's not. Right. But so, so, Renee, on our Facebook page, what are some of the examples that have come through? Yeah, there's been dozens of comments. Uh, Bree, we've got Colwell, known as the Paris of the South. <laughs> Dunlop is Charmwood Heights. Or Upper Dunlop. Uh, Pierce around the shops is Upper Middle Pierce. We've got McGregor Waters. I don't know which section that is, but it doesn't really matter because it sounds fancy, right? That's fantastic. It's just the drain pipe running through the back of McGregor, isn't it? Oh, and that's just the details, Cam. You know, it's McGregor Waters. The stormwater. Excuse you. And uh, another one, uh, Cameron commented saying, I grew up in Narrabunda Heights, thank you very much, or East Red Hill to some. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What are some of the ones that you came across? <laughs> So after we posted, I actually had someone uh, write in and say that um, Denman Prospect was like the posh area of Coombe. Oh, right, okay. Okay, yeah, yes. it, that tends, checks. it tends to be people who are living up higher than the others looking down on the minions. <laughs> yes, on all the, the peasants, yeah. Yes, and apparently um, Chapman is Western Creek Heights. Oh, okay. Okay, that would make sense. Our property of the week last week was in Chapman, yeah, wasn't or, it? Or as I, I like to refer to Chapman as Chapo. So, oh, okay. yeah, and, and people in Chapman do not like that. <laughs> do you think um, Canberrans do do have pride in the suburbs in which they live, Bray? 
Oh, absolutely. Aye. So, you know, even, so most people um, tend to stay, as you know, in real estate where they grew up, you know, they stay kind of around the area. Yeah. Um, but also, even those who, who move to Canberra, and, you know, we know people move to Canberra with the intention of staying maybe two years because they don't want to come here, mm. and then find, and find themselves wanting to stay. Um, even those newer people to Canberra just absolutely adopt the area that they move to. Mm. Like, they just mm. fall in love and go, right, that's it, we're staying. Yep. So, yep. Uh, of course they are, and this is why we got, you know, you got so many comments on your Facebook post. Yeah. Is because we know it like, you know, at Zango we say we know Canberra like our own backyard and people do and they love, you know, we love it. Yeah. We, and are, we are all cashed up bogans. <laughs> yes. Just, um, you know. <laughs> and if anyone's dare say a bad word about the suburb you live in, watch out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And north versus south, you know, that, that, that age old, um, yeah, that yeah. age old. That's a whole other debate, isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right, Brie. Well, thank you um, so much for your time this morning. That's hilarious. We love um, bringing some, some light into the show. It's, it's so Canberra, so we love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much, uh, Brie Element, who's a Zango editor. Uh, if you look it up on the Zango website, Canberra Suburbs with hilarious posh sections, you can read more about it there. Well, those are the interviews we most enjoyed in last week's Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. If you love hearing about the latest trends or you're just up for a sticky beak, be sure to drop by for a listen this Saturday between 9 and 10. Cam and Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix 106.3.